You or someone you love needs help for an addiction. Where do you turn? Foundations Recovery Network offers individualized treatment for the whole person. Our goal goes beyond short-term sobriety. We address substance abuse and co-occurring mental health issues together, providing a firm foundation for long-term recovery. The first step is often the hardest, but we're here with a free assessment, insurance information, and treatment options. Our confidential helpline is available 24-7, so call 877-714-1318 and discover the Foundation's Recovery Network difference today. Yo, what's up? This is Jacoby from Papa Roach. This is Ryan Lee. This is Rich Roll, and you're listening to Silver Guy Radio. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Sober Guy Radio. Thanks to Humans for bringing us in. Thanks to you for supporting the show. We're live in Nashville at the Innovations in Behavioral Healthcare Conference, brought to you by Foundations Recovery Network. Big thanks to them for having Sober Guy Radio out in Nashville. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. I am Shane Raymer. I'm in long-term recovery. Honored and grateful to serve the recovery community, of course. I just wanted to say before we get going today, if you're out there listening and you or someone you love is looking for a life free from addiction, you can have one. All you gotta do is reach out and ask for help. You can do that at www.thatsoberguy.com or you can go to www.foundationsrecoverynetwork.com and you can get more information there. And you're also gonna be learning about Sober Grid today and that's www.sobergrid.com which is another phenomenal resource uh, that we're gonna talk about today. Um, with today's guest, uh, Chris Pache. And uh, Chris is from Boston, and he is the, um, the COO of Sober Grid. Chris, welcome to the show, man. It's great to have you. Thanks, Shane. It's great to be here. Yeah, man. It's really cool. I was, uh, I was super stoked when I saw Sober Grid uh, uh, had uh, agreed to do the interview and that we we're going to set some stuff up today and chat. So um, how's things going with you, man? How's Nashville treating you? Nashville's great, man. It's good to, uh, good to be visiting here. It's a little steamy, the weather, but uh, <laughs> yeah. good to be here. It's definitely steamy. I, that's, a, that's a good word. And we, uh, um, my wife, Jess, is here um, helping out. And uh, we got to have some time. The, the first day we came in, we went to the Johnny Cash Museum. And when we got into the, the museum, uh, you know, she was like in a summer dress and I'm like in a, a short sleeve tee and it's the sun's out and we go through the tour and by the time we get out, it's pouring down rain uh, and we're like, dude, yeah. what is going on? And it's like 90 degrees at the right. same time. And you would think that would cool it off, but it yeah. still doesn't. Right? No, yeah. it's so hot and humid, but uh, definitely a great place. Great people. Uh, Foundations is just a uh, amazing uh, company full of full of great people, man, that are Absolutely. doing some, some good work. So it's cool to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself, man. One of the things that I'm really excited to talk to you about is that uh, you and your co-founder, Bo, right? Bo, yes. man, um, you're both in recovery, which is awesome. And so you take your own recovery journey and you branch off from that to start a, a, just an amazing resource that's providing um, you know, such a, a good platform for other people that are looking to get sober or that are sober and creating community around that. So we're gonna jump into the Sober Grid thing, but first I wanted to learn a little bit about you and, uh, and get to know you a bit, man. 
Absolutely. Um, so I grew up in Boston, um, and my story when it comes to my addiction is pretty much the same as many others, right? So it's all about yeah. the progression of it, um, not knowing that there was help available, um, you know, being afraid to reach out for help, yeah. and, and kind of getting to the point where I was really living a double life uh, with my family um, and the people that I loved. And you know, having to hide my addiction from them and just being really spiritually bankrupt and, yeah. and physically miserable on the inside and, and just having to manage that every day. Um, you know, at the same time, uh, I, I was able on the outside to keep things looking pretty good, was able to progress in, in school and then my career. Um, you know, but it just got to the point where I was sick of, sick of having to do it. And uh, I, yeah. I came clean to my family and their jaws just hit the floor when I, when I told them, you know, the extent. Nobody of, could believe it. Nobody could believe it. Um, and is that what you mean when you say like living this double life? Like you were, you were taking, cause you were taking care of business, but at the same time you had this, like this secret going down yes. that was just eating away at your yeah. soul. And, and I was, Tough, I, you know, I was a captive to it, right? Because yeah. I needed, I needed the alcohol just to function, yeah. to be able to take care of business and do the things that, that I needed to do yeah. and just, you know, go about my daily activities and live my life. And, and so it was really feeling trapped, you know, not, and even, even though I know my family loves me and I knew they would support me, yeah. I still, for some reason felt like I couldn't tell them. Um, when you told them, what, what did that feel like when you, when you finally, it was such a relief. Them? It yeah. was a relief because I, yeah. I knew that I was finally admitting it to them, to myself, and I was finally going to be able to start to get help yeah. and, and to, to try to solve the issue. Um, even though it was still scary at that point because just admitting it is one thing, but now what do I do? Yeah. How, how do I overcome this? Yeah. There's a, a, a long road ahead once you get to that point. It's like you said, uh, the feeling of relief. Um, I remember feeling that same thing, like the weight of the world that had been lifted off me, but at the same time being like scared as shit because now I know that I got to go into this now. Right. Now what am I going to do? Plus, I'm giving up my my tool that I've used to cope with all, you know, everything for so long. Yep. So, what, so what was the next step for you um, after you had kind of let the cat out of the bag? Um, where did it go from there? So for me, you know, for a while it was kind of a long and, and bumpy road of, you know, trying, trying AA, um, not immersing myself in the program, thinking that just going to meetings were enough, which is not yeah. for me. Um, and you know, really when I finally found success, I, I went to a program that actually took me through the steps. Um, and, and that for me, that's what I needed. Yeah. Um, and so, but, but even so, you know, when I first got to this program, the first two days I was there, I, you know, for, I, I thought I was hopeless. I thought I was going to die drunk. I thought that nothing would work for me, you know, terminally unique. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so I, I got to this program and they really hammer home the idea that you can't do this on your own. No yeah. human power can do this. You need a higher power in order to do this. You need to get that connection or you're, you're doomed, you know, jails, institutions and death. Yeah. And and at that point, you know, I'm, I'm panicking for the first two days that I'm there because I didn't believe in God. And so I'm like, well, great. Wow, so you're telling yeah. me I'm doomed. Right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm so, screwed. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm having a panic <laughs> attack. And, and yet at the same time, you know, I was the, the other young guys who worked at this program. I heard their stories 
and it amazed me because I couldn't reconcile the, the men that I saw in front of me with the stories that I heard. You know, I, I heard their stories and I was like, wow, you're, you were worse than I was, if that's possible. <laughs> you know, you, you couldn't keep a needle out of your arm, um, you know, detox after detox and treatment after treatment and nothing was working for you and you tried everything and then you did this and now you have five years sober, six years sober and you're, you're 28 or Crazy. 30 or however old. And, and more importantly, you, you know, they were at peace. Like they were in, yeah. truly enjoying life. They were happy people who were having fun in recovery and, and I wanted what they had. Would you say that these were, these were um, you know, dudes that you could relate to that were kind of just like you? So, and the only reason I bring that up is because when we talk about like stigma and stuff, we picture just like a dope fiend or, 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 or a drunk like in the gutter somewhere. And that's like this image that, that I guess mainstream society would have of somebody yeah. who's, who's an addict, right? Yeah. And, and of course, unfortunately, there is many people like that. You know, there's also many people that, you know, hold jobs and that go about their daily business that are struggling with drugs, alcohol. So right. um, I, I guess what I'm getting at is it was, was it hard for you to make that connection there at first to, you know, w once you went in there and met those guys, the kind of the light bulb went off like, man, these, there's like dudes just like me out there. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a big part of what was helpful. But the other part is hearing their stories and then yeah. seeing the, the proof in the people that they were, you know, the transformation that had occurred. Yeah. And that's what convinced me to say, maybe there's something to this. It's worth a shot. You know, what else are my options? I'm going to try it. Yeah. So I just try I just, or die. Yeah. <laughs> try or die. Right. So I just yeah. engaged in the work. I did the work. I, they guided me through the steps. And in that process, I felt the obsession lift. And, and that was the miracle for me. And that's what led me to a relationship with a higher power. I mean, that, that's what led me to believe it was, was the, the, the results. So, so let me get this straight for those of you out there listening. So you didn't believe in God. Right. And you were able to get through that and find a, a, a spiritual awakening and a higher power. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a certain God, but you found right. something to help you get through that. So, folks, what I'm saying is it's possible. Chris is sitting here with me right now, and, and he's living proof of it because uh, I get that question often. Um, so it's amazing, man. So you go into um, – you start – the light bulb goes off. You kind of go into that. Like what is um, what does your recovery program uh, look like leading up and, uh, you know, maybe a little bit during that time and then leading up to today? Sure. Um, so – for me, it's, it's, it's meetings, it's fellowship, it's continuing to live in the steps by helping another addict or alcoholic um, yeah. and, you know, basically putting my hand up and, and offering to help. Yeah. Um, that coupled with prayer and meditation and, and when I'm living like that, I'm feeling good, things are going well, my, my program is smooth, that obsession doesn't come yeah. back. When I stop doing those things, things start to get squirrely, right? And it's a yeah. reminder like, okay, you need to actively participate in this. You're, yeah. not, you're not all good, you know? You yeah. need to continue doing this for the rest of your life, but that's not a bad thing, because it's not a bad way to live, yeah. right? To help other people and, and to be spiritually it's, it's centered. And But it's so easy to get caught up in that daily grind. Um, I totally know what you're saying, like between um, you know, work, um, you know, if you have a family, kids, you know, all the daily duties that we got to take care of, it's easy to step out of that. And I think that's why they say like, if you're in recovery, you're in recovery for life because I feel like, and, and, and maybe, you know, um, you can tell me your take on this. I feel like if everybody did, you don't have to be an alcoholic or a drug addict. Like if everyone did some sort of spiritual program, 
um, to better themselves in, we'd have a pretty healthy society, I right, think. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so give me, we're going to jump into Sober Grid here ro- really quick, but um, like, what does is, what is a daily routine look like for you? Just to give folks an example out there who might be wondering, like, what, you, what can I do to, uh, to, to, to get started today? Absolutely. Um, so I wake up, uh, I pray, and I meditate sometimes just for five minutes, sometimes for longer. But I try to make, be sure that I make time to do that because it kind of yeah. centers me and gets me ready for the day. Um, I, I should exercise should be a part of my routine. <laughs> trying trying to build that in. Yeah. Um, but it's tough, man. Yeah. You know, it's a hard one. Right now with you know, with a startup company with Sober Grid, it's it's just it's a it's a lot of work. It's really exciting, but it's you know, work really consumes the majority of my day. Yeah. And then I I get to a meeting either at lunchtime or after work. Um, and it's been tough this past year just because I've been traveling with the company all over yeah. the place. So I, I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, being in a more permanent spot and, and really being able to get some meetings that, that I'm going to on the regular yeah. basis. Because yeah. right now it's, I, I've established relationships and then I've moved, you yeah. know, so, so that's made it kind of tough. But it's great that I have a connection with some of the guys that I got sober with initially. And I have a big network of people in recovery that I'm that I communicate with, reach out to that keep yeah. me kind of on accountable and on the right yeah. track. Yeah. So in other, in other words, that, that, that community, you know, is so important. Huh? I mean, it's right. like, I know for me, man, it's huge. Like just, um, connections, other folks in recovery, hanging out with people who build me up, not tear me down. Like yeah. that whole thing is so, uh, so big. So yeah, I know you said moving around a lot. Um, so you're headed back to Boston now, right? So that's going to give you a little bit of time to kind of uh, chill out for a bit and yep. hopefully get planted for a while yep. back home. Definitely. That's, that's the plan. Um, okay, cool. So let, let's jump into the sober grid. Now I'm stoked to talk about this. Um, I'm going to, I, I want to read the, the quick little, how it works. Uh, for those of you who don't know what sober grid is, uh, sober grid is a free iOS Android app that connects you with other sober people. You're instantly connected to a global sober community in your neighborhood and around the globe. You can build strong, sober support networks and inspire others. So, uh, pretty basic there. I'm going to let you jump in and uh, you're the expert on it, obviously. And tell us a little bit more about Sober Grid. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so, like I said, I found success through AA and, and as did uh, Bo, who's the founder of Sober Grid. And a big part of the program is, is that connection, that fellowship, that ability yeah. to connect with others for, for mutual support. And we realized that you know, I think we both kind of realized independently that there were barriers to accessing this kind of support where and when people needed it. Yeah. So meetings aren't available 24-7. They're not available in all locations. Um, and they don't necessarily appeal to all people. It's not, ne- yeah. you know, it's, and so we, we wanted to really remove those barriers and enable people, you know, no matter whether they were in a program of recovery or not, to reach out, to connect with others, to get support 24-7. Yeah. And so that was you know, how Bo first came up with the idea for the app. Um, and he was actually traveling for work. He was in recovery and he's like, it'd be great to connect with some other folks in recovery, find people around me. And there wasn't an app to do it. Yeah. And he was shocked to, to find that out. Um, so he set about building it. As for me, I was working at, with a large company at the time. Were you guys friends before this? We weren't. You guys, oh, you we weren't. Didn't know yeah, we other. didn't know each other. Okay, got it. Um, and so I was working for a large company, but but you know, all the while being in recovery, I, I knew in the back of my mind I wanted to find a way to to help others in this space. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's impacted me personally, because 
by virtue of being in recovery, I have friends, um, and you know, I've I've lost friends and, yeah. and relatives as well to this disease, and it's it's really it's hitting the whole country. But Massachusetts was particularly hard hit, um, and so really trying to think about a solution. How can I help people in recovery? But I still wanted to use my skill set and my background. So I wasn't going to be necessarily a counselor or a doctor or something like that. Yeah. And then when I read about what Bo was starting to do with Sober Grid, I was like, this is, you know, kind yeah, of, kind of so a higher cool. power moment, right? Like it, I'm looking for how I can get involved in the perfect way to get involved. Yeah. You know, I, I read about it in the paper. Um, so I reached out to Bo and started just volunteering my time and working together and things just kind of grew from there. Wow. Um, and so that's, that's kind of, that's how I got involved. Um, and as far as what the company is doing, like I said, it started just the basic concept of let's be a, a sober social network. Let's be a peer support network for people in recovery. So that's how the app started. And we, we grew quickly. We're, we're at 67,000 plus registered members using the app and, and growing fast. Um, so it's working the way it was intended, which is fantastic to see. I mean, we get feedback on a daily basis from people saying, the support I got from others on, in the sober grid community, from others on this app, kept yeah. me sober. Yeah. It kept me from awesome. relapsing. And when we're talking about you know opiates in particular, that's life or death. Absolutely. Um, so so I'm thrilled that it's working the way it, it was intended. Um, do you feel like it's uh, do you feel like it's a good bridge, like to help bridge that gap between maybe somebody who is someone knows that they they have an issue but maybe they're scared to go out in their community and go to a meeting. They don't want to be seen in, in, in a public space. And do you feel like it's really just that great bridge to help, um, help somebody get an, an alternative to like a traditional style of recovery? Is that a fair statement? I mean, in yeah, a sense? I, I would say it's a bridge into recovery. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to say it's an alternative necessarily because I think it's a complement to other programs of recovery. Absolutely. And I think it opens the doors to those programs for people. Yeah. So many of our... so. You know, we did, we've done surveys of our members, and, and many of them are in longer-term recovery. And when asked why they're using SoberGrid, they're there to help others and, and, you know, ba and basically provide support to others and, as a part of how they maintain their own sobriety. Yeah. And you know, the other half of the folks are either early in recovery or still struggling. Yeah. And they're looking for help. And so the, those, that membership really complements one another nicely. And you know, to, to your point, it's it's so much easier, particularly where there is still stigma surrounding this, to to download an app where you can remain completely anonymous if you want, um, and to reach out from your living room. Yeah. And and I see that all the time. I see p people posting on the sober grid newsfeed. I'm new to this. What do I do? You know, and and they'll and they'll get that feedback immediately from yeah. others who are who are offering their what they do to stay sober. Yeah. And so it's a great entry point for people. So for someone out there listening um, who's wondering, well, man, you know, I want to know a little bit more about this. We'll get to where to go to do that. But take them through um, a couple of the a couple of the um, features on the app that they can that they can do. Can you walk them through or give them some tips or just give them a little more information about actually how a user would use it? Absolutely. Um, so the, the power in in sober grid lies in its its large community it's large and growing community and so the first thing you see when you download and open the app after creating a profile 
uh, is the main news feed, which is accessible to the entire community using the app. And so you scroll down it, and it's similar in, in, in look and feel to other uh, mob- you know, other social media apps that you used Got to, it. and that's how we wanted it, right? We wanted yeah. it to be familiar and intuitive. Yeah. Um, and so you scroll through that news feed, and people are posting you know, almost every few seconds, and they're commenting on posts and liking posts. And what people are posting is they're sharing everything from their successes in recovery. They'll share their sobriety time. They'll show the, the sober grid, uh, sobriety clock. Um, they'll share inspirational stuff. They'll post humor. Um, you know, we, we're, we're not a glum lot, right? That's good. Um, we got to laugh in recovery. Exactly. Boring. Uh, But they'll, they'll post when they're struggling though. They'll post things that they're struggling with. And and sure enough, other people have experienced or are experiencing the same thing and they'll comment on the posts or they'll connect one-on-one via chat within the app. Um, so there's the main news feed active 24 seven. Um, there's a, there's a friend's news feed, um, as well as a group's news feed, which is for, uh, groups that people have created within the app, um, as well as for, uh, addiction treatment centers who can host their alumni within the sober grid app. That's awesome. So it's a great way for them to connect and maintain contact with the support that they got at the treatment center as well. Yeah. Um, so then in addition to the newsfeed, there, there's, as I said, one-on-one and soon-to-be group chat within the app. Nice. And then there's also, you know, how the SoberGrid name was created, a grid functionality, which shows you all the people around you and, and the distance, you know, not exact distance, but yeah. the general distance from you, which is fantastic because addiction is a disease of isolation. You know, yeah. when I was struggling, I felt completely alone. And that wasn't true, but yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know it. And so the ability to download an app, open it up and see, holy, you know, you know, I'm surrounded by all these people around me dealing with the same thing. Well, and I think that's a that's a good point. Like, here's a perfect example. Let's say I come to Nashville on this by myself and I'm like, man, I want to find a meeting. I want to find some people maybe um, to try to connect with. Boom. I can go on Sober Grid. I can pinpoint where I'm at and I can see who's around me right there Right. right at any time. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I mean, I so another another use case of, of a way that I've used it in the past. Over a year ago, I went to Recovery Day Ottawa, and we hadn't actively you know marketed in in Canada. Uh, but I, before I went for the trip, I opened up the app. I searched uh, I searched for filtered the grid for Ottawa, and sure enough, there were already a ton of people using really? it. And so I was <laughs> able to reach out and connect with some of those folks on Sober Grid before I went, and it was awesome. I was able to set up a meeting to go to, went really? out to dinner with them afterwards. So it was it was really cool to be able to use it that way. That's cool, man. So what's uh, what's next for Sober Grid? Like, is there anything new uh, going down that you could share right now, or um, what's what's looking ahead? Absolutely. Well, you know, one key priority is to really get the word out, continue to get the word out and grow because this is a a tool. It's a resource for people and it's free and we want to get it into as many hands as possible um, to really connect the recovery community and allow them to to connect with one another. Um, And in addition to that, another exciting thing is we just received a grant from the National Institute of Drug Abuse um, and we're looking to begin working on predictive analytics within the app um, to hopefully be able to spot relapse before it occurs so that we can we can intervene through technology and support people at critical moments that's awesome man that's uh, good stuff man i'm looking forward to checking the app out um i got one more question for you and then uh and then we'll wrap this thing up chris man thanks so much for being here today um one of the things that i 
often talk about and and often um, share in my own journey is finding your passion. Like I have a passion for media. I love talking to different people. Um, I, I love what I do. And I also love entrepreneurship. And in your case, you're an entrepreneur. Would you say that in your recovery, um, you know, finding that passion and finding entrepreneurship has really helped to drive you um, not only to, to stay sober in your own right, um, but also to go on and help other people too? It has. It, it definitely has. I mean, the reason I was, the reason I was driven to, to begin working with Sober Grit is because I wanted to find a way to help people in yeah. recovery. Yeah. Um, and so it, you know, I'm super passionate about what I'm doing because every day I feel like I'm, I'm making a difference and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm helping people. But one thing I need to be careful about is I can't fall into the trap of thinking that I'm doing enough for my recovery through my work. Sure, I need man. to I need to maintain my own program separate from work. So I need to, you know, actively engage with my program outside of what I'm doing with Sober Grid. Yeah, man, that's huge. I had to take a little note of that here too because uh, you know, separate work and um, you know, your own recovery. It's easy to get caught up in that like, oh, I'm helping right. people, I'm doing my thing, whatever, but we forget about self. Yeah. At least I know I do. I've, I've been through that and I'm, I'm trying to stay a bit more aware of it now, which has helped, but it's, it's always there because, um, you know, I'm, I'm grinding, man. I'm out there getting it, you know, and I'm having a good time enjoying doing it, but it's so important to uh, take care of self. So, um, well, cool, man. Uh, it was really great to have you today. Uh, where can folks find you if they'd like to reach out to you or get more information about Sober Grid? Absolutely. So you can download Sober Grid for free on both iOS in the App Store or Android on the Google Play Store. You can check out our website at SoberGrid.com. Uh, that's S-O-B-E-R-G-R-I-D.com. Um, and feel free to reach out to me. I'm, my email is Chris at SoberGrid.com. Cool, man. Chris, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me, Shane. Yeah, man. Uh, we're coming live to you from Innovations in Behavioral Healthcare in Nashville, Tennessee. Sober God Radio. Peace, love, respect. Keep your blood clean.